0: Welcome to the
1: Daily Boogie.
0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thanks for joining us, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening, thanks for sharing if you are one of the people who share it. Um, Today we're going to go over some of the highlights or or lowlights, if that's how you want to look at it of today's hearing, uh, the Judiciary Committee, they're hearing on President Trump's family separation policy. A cleverly worded title for the hearing, but a hearing it was nonetheless. And I spent a good three hours watching this circus take place. And there's so much to choose from. There's so many things that we could go over, but time being of the essence as it is, uh, we'll just go over a few select individual parts from a few select individuals and do a little bit of a breakdown and see what the hell these people were talking about while you were all working or sleeping or drinking or doing whatever the hell it is you do when this this stuff that's very eye-glazing for 95% of people walking around um, was on and taking place. when. When your elected officials were deciding on your behalf, what is the best way forward in regards to the illegal immigration crisis, not a crisis, sorry, not sorry situation on the southern border. So we will rip it right in. Um, But of course, if you want to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper, become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And if you would like to heckle me and throw insults at me for being an illegal commentator, please do so by heading over to Twitter and following me at Boogie Bumper. So like I said, many things that we could discuss from you know this four hours of footage that is linked in the show notes. And if you are that sad and or desperate for something to do, you can uh, watch along at home or watch it at your leisure. Try not to get too enraged. But... We have to just pick out a few select highlights of the hearing today, so I thought I'd kick it off uh, with Representative David Cicilline. Check this out.
2: It is hard to put into words the practice of ripping innocent children, many of whom are arriving seeking protection and asylum from unspeakable violence and ripping them from the arms of their parents.
0: It's hard to put into words the practice of ripping people, ripping children from the arms of their parents. Well, he's, he's putting it into words quite well and quite creatively because instead of saying something like, say, removing children from their parents, which might be a little more apt and a little less bombastic, to be fair, no, no, no. Uh, border officials are literally ripping children from the arms of their parents. Like they're dislocating their shoulders and breaking their arms during this, this moment. Give me that fucking kid. <laughs> oh. Ripping children from their, the arms of their parents. Those heartless Nazi bastards. How could you? It's difficult to put it into words. The, a, a practi- It's a practice. The practice of ripping children from their parents, ripping them, like you know, it's it's common use language in a lot of ways. So if you're a government, if you're an opposition, right, and the government wants to cut some spending in some area, like just say uh, the government of the day wants to cut ten billion dollars, you know, in spending. You come out and you say the government is ripping ten billion dollars out of the budget. It's deliberately, um, you know, it's language that is framed in order to deliberately elicit emotional responses, very visceral emotional responses in the people that are listening in the audience. Something for them to pick up and run with. They they need you frothing at the mouth. They need you to be angry and upset. Of course, this is supposed to be, you know, a very serious, sombre hearing about something, you know, an awful practice that shouldn't happen. But, but here we are, Mr. Cicilline, accusing, you know, <laughs> accusing people, government employees, the very <laughs> the very same government employees who, mind you, a month ago, uh, we were weeping for because they weren't getting paid. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Ciceline and and Co., marching in tow on behalf of the Border Patrol, on behalf of law enforcement officers. It's just so horrible. They can't afford to eat. They're starving. They're having to go to farmer's markets. Oh, it's disgusting. This is the worst situation ever, right? Crying crocodile tears for the people who today... They are claiming uh, ripping children from the arms of their parents and it's cold and heartless and immoral and disgusting and wrong. The very same people from one month to the next. It's almost like the Democrats are a crazy girlfriend at this point. You know, one one minute she's kissing you on the neck, she's all over you. And the next minute she's slapping you on the face and packing her bags, getting ready to leave. And you're like, "What, what the hell am I doing here? I haven't done anything different. This chick is fucking crazy.
2: Uh, it is hard to describe in words how that practice does violence to our moral standing in the world and to our great history as a country.
0: Ah, uh, so now, so again, it's not a practice at all. There is no practice of ripping children from the arms of their parents. <laughs> 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 but not only is it now a practice of ripping children from the arms of their parents, but it does great violence. See the use of language here. You, harm isn't strong enough for this guy at this point. You know, see what these people don't get is a lot of people, we were talking about this on trust and verify last night with James R. If you want to check it out, uh, follow TAV show on Twitter or go to taVshow.com. What I found in my experience is a lot of people just really detest hyperbolic language in politics these days. They don't like it. Even if what the person is saying is true, a lot of people disengage because they're like, oh, calm down. You know, don't be crazy. You're going over the top. A lot of a big chunk of society in West, in the Western world just really don't respond well to hyperbolic language. It's actually the fringes and the, like not the fringe in terms of ideology, but like the hardcore supporters of either team. It gets them going. It's you know what they say is red meat, throwing out red meat to your supporter base. It gets them going, and they in turn can then do things to motivate other people to vote for them. But the strict use of hyperbolic language, you know, in terms of the big chunk of people who kind of sway between left and right in the middle, they really don't respond to it. The disengaged people don't really like strong use of hyperbolic language. So, you know, this practice of ripping children from the arms of their parents does great violence to our standing in the world. What does that even mean? It does violence to our standing in the world. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't matter, though. <laughs> and I love the fact that he referred to you know America's great history. These are these are the very same people who, this time next week, when it's politically convenient to do so, will be shitting all over American history. They'll be oh, slavery, colonization, oppression, racial injustice, economic injustice. America's history is just awash with sin and disgusting, abhorrent behaviour. But today, well, it's it's the best country on earth. If only it wasn't for this policy. The history is fucking golden, man. Golden. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here to the end of Cicilline's soliloquy where he puts into, after being... (laughs) after being pulled up by one of his fellow committee members for going way over his allotted time and not being stopped by the chair. This will give you an indication of the next two years for people who watch this stuff, the kind of thing that's going to be taking place here. There's going to be a lot of these, you know, (laughs) a lot of these, I'm, I'm I'm the moral compass of our age type speeches. You know, think I am Spartacus times 10. That's going to be happening a lot from now on. And people going way over time and stuff. Not that it really matters, because that's not the point. But then after that, uh, Mr. Ciceline offers his own with with the government officials, with the government employees who we were weeping for a month ago, uh, sitting directly in front of us, and we can get like actual official statistics and official answers, free of bombast and free of hyperbole. He instead opts for you know a slightly different source to submit for the committee's consideration.
2: May she just be prepared to answer the question? let finish the answer.
3: From the time frame during um, zero tolerance and then since then. I'm asking about,
2: my question was about pull. before zero tolerance was officially to a, announced.
3: We would have to do a manual poll because... And we you order. haven't done
2: that yet, have you? Order. No, uh, I'd order. ask you now. Order. Why haven't you consent request? That's not an
1: out of order field. No, you, you've been ordered. You've been going for over a Well, minute.
2: you're not the chairman of the committee.
1: I can ask for order. <laughs> you're well, not you, the no, boss of me. Like That's you. the person who pres... You're not the boss of me.
0: <laughs> you've been ordered. You're going over your time. You're not the chairman. You're not my dad. I'll go as long as I want. Sides over the hearing. Okay. Controls the hearing.
1: I can ask for you order. Have,
0: well,
2: I'd ask, you consent. Re- consent Thank you. Request. I'd ask unanimous consent... Thank you. I'd ask unanimous consent... The following articles be made part of the record. Okay. A pro-public report. Families are still being separated at the border months after zero tolerance was reversed.
0: Okay. Headlines.
2: Another article. Families still being separated at the border months after Trump's zero tolerance policy reversed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A second article from the Washington Post, seven questions about the family separation policy answered. A Vox article, the Trump administration's Vox. separation of families at the border explained. BuzzFeed News, the Trump administration is slowing the asylum process to discourage applicants, an official told Congress.
0: (laughs) Vox, BuzzFeed. Look, no. (laughs) This this is the, these are the representatives in the government of the most powerful nation on earth. I'm sorry, Mr. Border Official. I can't listen to your nuanced explanation of a complex situation that I've got you sitting here in front of me. No, I've got some hyperbolic headlines to read. <laughs> what What does he think is going to happen? Does he think he is going to submit these articles for the consideration of the committee and then people on the other side are going to go read them and then go, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't even know this. I've been wrong all along. Oh, it's horrible. I really am a horrible person. Fuck. I, I had no idea. I didn't even know. <laughs> Of course not. Of course not. It's all for the theatre. It's all for the soundbite. it's all part of a sick pantomime. Really. And the Oscar goes to Mr. Cicilline. Let's move on now to uh, Ms. Demings. Let's check her out.
3: Thank you so much, Madam Chairwoman. And uh, let me just thank our witnesses for being here. Look, um, it appears to me that you have been given an improper and unjust order, and uh, the person who's ultimately responsible for the mess that has been created, the self-inflicted wounds, is not in this room. Um, I served as a 27-year law enforcement officer as well, Chief. Thank you for your service. But before that, I served as a social worker working with foster care children. Children in America have a tough enough time. But when they're placed in foster care, separated from their parents, the emotional, psychological damage, as you've already been said, can have lasting results. And we're talking about kids who many times have been physically abused or emotionally or sexually abused. But it was interesting with those children, no matter how difficult the home situation may have been they yearned and longed to be reunited with their families. The mess that we have here today.
0: Wait, so if the kids were emotionally or physically or sexually abused, they, they yearned to be reunited with their families? Okay, let's just say that's true. Is it, is it right to put them with their families? How, how about the kind of psychological effects that, you know, a lifetime, a, a, a whole childhood of emotional or physical or sexual abuse can have compared to that with being in a foster home? And again, this, this issue keeps coming up. Oh, we can't separate children from their families. We just can't do it. It's wrong. But what about the circumstances surrounding that? You know, during this hearing, uh, one of the people who were being grilled and interrogated, and at some times from some representatives being treated like they're the criminals, honestly. You know, during this hearing they said, well, there was three major uh, situations where the children would be separated from the people that they were travelling with because at this point they haven't determined whether they're part of the family or not. Remember, the whole point of uh, separating them is sometimes people will lie Right. in order to get favourable treatment for travelling as a family when they are not part of a family, but putting that to one side. The three reasons uh, primarily used were, uh, one, the person, the adult has a criminal record, a violent criminal record, so it would be wrong to keep a child with them. Two, the adult was ill or sick and therefore couldn't care for the child. Or three, the welfare of the child was in question. Ms. Demings is saying here, yeah, but you know what? If the kid wants to go back, that's good enough. That's good enough. Sexually abused, physically abused, emotionally tormented. Whatever. Send them back. It's what they want. Who are we to decide what children want? (laughs) Who are we to stand in the way? carry on
3: has been self-created and self-inflicted and with all of america's challenges it just be behoo- it amazes me oh. that we would create this mess at the border and then require our men and women of cbp and others to make it right i had a zero tolerance policy too as a police chief you know who it was for for murderers and rapers and robbers and other people who committed violent crime, not people trying to get across the border who had committed no violence offense, just trying to make a better life for their families. I'm a sh-
0: How do you know? You, at this point, you can't tell the difference. This is the problem, Ms. Demings. Oh, for, for, for violent criminals, for murderers and rapers and robbers. We have zero tolerance for them. At this point when they first show up at the border, you don't fucking know. Oh, they're traveling with a child. They must be a family escaping hardship. They they must be, you know, the milk they must be filled with the milk of human kindness. They must be good people. It's it's mindless shallow shit. <laughs> And again, these, these law enforcement officials were trying to explain to this, this woman, who herself was a law enforcement official, how difficult it is to know the difference. And the reason that there are certain practices and policies in regards to processing is to, to discover that very fact, to figure out the difference. That's why you have a zero tolerance policy. Because if you don't, you're going to be letting people in who are murderers and rapers and robbers. That's why zero tolerance exists at the border. Because you don't know who the people are. <laughs> and the outrage, ladies and gentlemen, the outrage porn—it's endless.
3: Shame of my co- colleague's statements. Across the aisle, we shameful. can do better than
0: shameful. This.
3: Chief, I'd like to know if if, if we can begin with you. Uh, what is your zero? What does that mean? Your zero policy. What is what is that? And I know it wasn't yours, but you're charged with carrying out carrying it out. So, what do you believe it is? So the the zero tolerance policy, uh, it, in conjunction with uh, Department of Justice, is to attempt to prosecute. Um, all violators for 8 USC 1325, single adults at this point um, who cross the border illegally, and which years. is a misdemeanor. The first time it is a misdemeanor. Yes, and we're we're USC prosecuting every. You know what? As a police chief, I sure wish I could have prosecuted every person who shoplifted. But it was an undue burden on the resources, and that's why there is a mess at the border because the resources have been strained trying to prosecute every person. I heard my-
0: So there's a mess at the border because the resources have been strained trying to prosecute every person. Oh, you mean, you mean trying to stop and prosecute every single person breaking the law by trying to enter the country illegally? Yes, I imagine. But so why did the Democrats then, why have they stood in the way of increasing the spending? Why, why are some Democrats actually calling for uh, ICE to be abolished completely? If the cause of the mess is the lack of funding for Border Patrol and border agencies and law enforcement officers, why the hell are the Democrats arguing for less spending and less resources and for whole departments to be done away with? You can't have it both ways. Oh, the, the problem for the reason that we have a message. She even said it herself. I would love to have, uh, you know, prosecuted every shoplifter. Well, they are breaking the law. You were a fucking police chief. They're breaking the law. Of course you would like to prosecute, uh, at least people assume, that you would like to prosecute every single person breaking law. But I guess, you know, I guess the problem is, uh, you know, some. You know what? Uh, we're just going to have to let you know a certain amount of people break the law because we're not getting enough funding. But we can't give you more funding because that would be racist. Because that would be immoral, right? Like we can't give more funding to the border patrol agents. We can't give funding for a wall. We can't do any of that kind of shit because that's immoral and wrong and goes against the values. So the only, the only plausible fix here is to just let certain people break the law. Just, just let people come in illegally. That's literally what she's saying. She's telling you, you know what? We should only have a zero tolerance policy for people who are murderers and rapists and robbers, but we can't really tell the difference. And the, problem, the reason that we can't tell the difference is because we don't have the funding, but we're not going to give you more funding because that would be immoral. The other thing, too, here to consider is, you know, she's talking about this mess at the border, and Democrats were making very passionate speeches. Oh, there's, there's thousands of children in detention. At one stage, they said the number fluctuates, but at any point, there could be up to 15,000 children in custody. 15,000, Right. And they're saying how horrible this is, how wrong this is. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families, ladies and gentlemen, are being torn, ripped apart at the seams. And the untold, undue, horrible psychological effects this has on everybody involved. And the lack of resources on top of that. That's the whole, that's the whole reason for the mess. There's not enough resources. To enforce the law. So we shouldn't enforce it. (laughs) So all of this mess and turmoil and chaos and hardship and the violence of of the standing of the United States in the world, ladies and gentlemen, all of these things. But you know what? It's just a manufactured crisis. This is all a concoction from Donald Trump and right-wing media in order to whip up the racist supporter base. In order to make people believe that there's some kind of crisis going on at the border, how how can these two situations exist at the same time? There is a crisis with families being ripped apart and overflowing uh, holding facilities and underfunded border patrol. Like, this is this that's a crisis. But the crisis um, at the border, which leads to (laughs) overflowing facilities and families being separated, that's not a crisis at all. That's all made up. That's a fiction of Donald Trump's imagination to whip up the racists in our society. Do you see how utterly redundant and backwards and illogical and contradictory this shit is? But people will lap it up. It can't be simultaneously a crisis and not a crisis at the same time, but that is exactly the story that they're trying to tell you. oh, there's a crisis at the border, all right. Families are being ripped apart. Children are being held in custody. The Border Patrol, they don't even have enough funding. But there's no crisis. Don't be ridiculous. (laughs) There's no crisis here. This is uh, Hakeem Jeffries directly after these hearings. Check this out.
1: The President's declaration is a phony, fraudulent and fake... National emergency. What? There is no crisis at the border.
0: (laughs) With respect, sir. Your comrades have just spent four hours today highlighting and explaining the crisis at the border. The whole hearing was based on crisis at the border. Crisis of people being separated. Crisis of underfunding of Border Patrol. Crisis, crisis, crisis. The trauma, the turmoil, the violence, the brutality. There's no crisis. (sighs) There's no emergency. There's no crisis. Let's finish it off now with uh, somebody who, against a backdrop of bombast and hyperbole and outrage porn and tears and wailing and gnashing of teeth, uh, presented what I thought was a pretty reasonable, pretty rational, logical uh, statement, address, and questions to the committee, and you know the the chat room that I was watching uh, today's coverage in summarily dismissed him as a Nazi who should be imprisoned for crimes against humanity. I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> for For what you're about to hear. For what you're about to hear, this person who should have been a rapper with his name, Mr. Biggs, <laughs> let's be honest here. If he, if he had have been a black guy in Harlem in 1980, he was he was born to be a rapper. But apparently, unfortunately not. Unfortunately, he's one of the oppressors. So he's just going to have to uh, deliver logical, factual, reasonable statements instead of you know delivering joy through the art of hip hop to the rest of the world. But putting that to one side, uh, you know, he put forward something very reasonable. And like I said, he was in turn called a Nazi who should be imprisoned for crimes against humanity. So let's see what he's got to say.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I appreciate you holding this hearing today. I'm grateful to the witnesses for being here. And um, I've heard that the uh, the zero tolerance policy, um, I've heard it alleged today that it was designed to specifically separate children, use them as uh, tools uh, by this administration and yet I've heard it rebutted by the witnesses today. Um, I've heard that we were using children, toddlers and and infants and yet um, I've talked to border patrol agents, I've been down to the border and I think uh, uh, three times removed. Uh, when I was down the border at that time, I talked to agents. One described seeing a child dropped from the top of a fence into the United States. Todd, a child dropped from top of a fence in the United States. Saw another. talked to another agent who found a toddler, young child, wandering on the U.S. side of the border with a note pinned to their shirt saying... My mom is in Then gave the phone number. I just received an email or a text exchanged recently where two young boys on a list in a facility uh, with their parents name there, they inquired of the, young, of the youngest, nine years old, uh, you know, is, is this your parent? He was confused, because he had no parent there. He was unaccompanied. He was used because that parent was going to be released as, well, the child. In fact, the, child, the children there that were identified as brothers, attached to that adult, one was from Honduras and the other from Guatemala. They were not even brothers. There was not a family unit there. These are not anomalies. This is what is going on on a regular basis. I have pictured behind me. Oh, one last point to that. We see an increased use of children by human and drug traffickers because of our policies. The, spe- specifically, the Flores case really leads to this. mean, we talk about human separation and the tragedy of that. Of. Families being torn asunder. Someone even called it kidnapping today, which is uh, kind of outrageous. It wasn't kidnapping. But what we have here behind me are victims of forced separation because of illegal aliens who were in the country who committed criminal conduct. I have Marianne Mendoza, who's in the in the gallery today. Her son was killed by an illegal alien steve Ronnebeck. his son was killed by an illegal alien marla wolf her husband the father of her two children was killed by an illegal alien that is permanent separation and that is in part due to policies that fail to control our border and prosecute and when you have policies that allow 72,000 people last year alone to be let loose into the interior because of an antithesis or an antipathy toward uh, family separation, or actually the antipathy is more towards prosecution of these illegal aliens, than you see our communities receiving these people, large numbers of people. Ironically, the folks who want to keep families together passed a bill recently that eliminates 2,500 family beds, that it reduces the funding for detention of those who are in this country illegally and are being detained for one reason or, or another. Well. As we, as we proceed here and we see that our policies don't provide deterrent, they actually provide incentives to come into this country, which is why you are seeing the marked increase month over month, year over year of unaccompanied minors and families coming into this country. So this hearing is interesting. I appreciate the chairman for holding it. But uh, we need to do more than that. We need to enforce our laws, and I yield back.
0: Take it from an Australian here. Zero tolerance when it comes to illegal entry works. What we've discovered with the Australian experiment is when you have large numbers of illegal immigration, people are less open to legal immigration. You know, it doesn't... If people are opposed to illegal immigration, it doesn't mean that they hate immigrants or hate brown people or whatever mindless, spewy nonsense people want to lather onto your you know, projected persona. It doesn't happen that way. If there are large amounts of illegal immigrants entering a country, then people are more sceptical of immigration in general because they can see the immigration system being abused. That's how it really works. And when there is a zero-tolerance policy, it deters human traffickers. It deters people trying to enter the country illegally because they know what. They know it's going to be a hell of a lot harder to get in. Bottom line. Bottom line 101 stuff. And, of course, for pointing these glaringly obvious truths out the guy you just heard, well he's a war criminal he's a Nazi, he's a racist he's a despicable amoral creature who needs to be imprisoned that's where you're at Yeah, you know what, it's just, it's It's just too expensive. The violence, the brutality, the awful practices of a crisis that last week didn't even exist. A manufactured crisis, apparently, with real consequences that we can't fix because it would be immoral to do so. hope you enjoyed the highlights if you'd like to become a supporter of the show please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by heading by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course if you'd like to accuse me of being an illegal immigrant and intern me separate me from my family they'd enjoy it please do so by heading over to twitter and following me at boogie bumper till next time guys stay calm stay rational god bless we'll see you soon bye bye